Welcome to 2023. How many are happy about that? Right? <laughs> okay, so um, the reason why he asked you, Brian Emery told me that if we all just like on Facebook and on YouTube and on all those other things you people do, that it takes us to the top of the charts. And so when people are looking for, how many of you came here because of a website? Do we have anybody? Because new people usually come because of our website. And so that is the number one way without someone inviting you. Most people come because somebody invited you. So remember that this year. But other than that, it's our website. So we want to be at the top of the chart. So that's why I asked you to do this. So isn't this beautiful? This is, I hope we have a shot of this. I know we're having issues back there. But um, this, is our, this is our new year, and it's the year of kingdom living. And so isn't that beautiful? Okay, so let's just admire it for one minute and say, living being the important part of kingdom. And then you see at the, at the right side, it looks like a cross. And if you look close, you can see the key in the middle coming down. And also it has movement because it's clouds going over the whole world. So our vision is going to have to be the whole worldwide because that's kingdom living. And so we're going to get into it and we're going to get into the fast. And so this is going to be a year of teaching and training. And so, you know, we know that the Lord has said it's not going to be church as usual. And so I keep saying, Lord, what is that about? And so you're going to want to get, I like the, the physical guide because then I write all over it as God shows me more things about it. And so if you, I mean, I, if you don't have the money, then come and talk to me or Janice and we'll see if we can get somebody to sponsor you if you really want a, a physical guide because I don't want you not to have it if you want it. Um, and the prophecy is also out. So, if you were here on New Year's Eve, you heard it live, but you only heard a portion of what the Lord told me, because I knew it was too long to get it all digested on that night. So this is a more complete version in the written part that we're gonna we're going to devour and see what the Lord is saying, so we can apply it to our lives this year. And so you're going to want to be here on Wednesday night because we're going to start looking at that as well. Okay, so are you ready to be different? Yes. Okay. So we're not going to be. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, it's okay. Maybe it was on purpose. Remind me. Okay. So. <laughs> I love all this. Okay. So. Um. How many of you have a Bible reading program? Okay, so how many of you know that it is important for us to know the written word of God? Like this, right? <laughs> two hands, two Bibles. I've got like 30 Bibles probably. Um, because you know all the versions give you all the insights. And so uh, this is my... What I, I know, know God, God would say, say to you. Please join me. Please join me. Because, because this is him speaking to us. us. The, the Holy Spirit wrote this. 
the, the, the Holy Spirit wrote this. And so, and so you, you get revelation out of God's word by reading it too. But, but you don't have this association. You're going to find out that, like, like I, I don't, I'm not so much, much remembering the addresses. Please forgive me. It's just not. I'm not a numbers person. But I am a words person. And so, so if I know the word says that, I can find it. I got Google. And I know the Bible. And I might want to look it up. I mean, but I have the word hidden in my heart. I may not have the address in my life, but I have the word hidden in my heart. And so you're going to see how this works as we get to the other thing they do what we're going to do. So. Um, get the prophecy, look, look into it, it and get, get ready. ready. We're going to call this a deep dive Sunday. You like that? Because we're not going to say service, and here's what I know. The Lord has been talking to us about, about change, and yes, we have great prophetic words. I mean, I'm a prophet. We can get a prophetic word over here. And here's what I might notice. That, that some of the stuff that this word it has been, been God's been saying this for a long time. Some, some of it, some of it is new. I'm like, well, why are we, why does he keep saying the same thing? thing? Because it's not applying it properly. Or wouldn't he say the same thing? Does that make sense? So I said, what do we do? What do you want us to do? Because we have to live kingdom. Kingdom living means we're going to have to learn it and apply it in a different way. So this is why you see this, because... Oh, we need one more chair. Yeah. So, um, so we're going to do panel. We're going to do a panel. And today, we're going to obviously be talking about kingdom. Kingdom is the priority. And so we're going to do kingdom living and keeping the word alive in our heart. So, but how can we live kingdom and understand that we're in a battle and win the battle if we don't know the battle plan? So the battle plan is going to come from the living word of God, but we're going to have to go after it. And it's precept upon precept. And so we're going to start where we should start. And we're going to start today. This is first fruits. Everybody say first fruits. First fruits. Okay. So I'm going to ask the panel to come up. And we're going to start talking to you about principles that we need to live by. And the reason why I'm doing it this way is because we need to practically apply these things to our heart. And how can we practically apply these things to our heart if no one's telling us how they practically apply these things to their lives and how they're living it out? So, okay, how do we do this? Yes, I will. I will. I will. The cop was, 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 was
it's it's good, good to be queen. <laughs> there is a point to my madness. Yeah. I'll share it a little bit. <laughs> okay, so do we have enough mics? Yes. Because we'll pass these around. All right. Okay. So now we're going to talk about, has anybody ever heard of first fruits? Let's see how many have heard of that. Okay, most of you, that's good. Okay, so today we're going to deep dive into, well, what does that mean and what has it done in your life? And so these people that are up here have something to say about that because I have pre-asked them. And so these people have gifts. How many of you know that? Okay, so if you don't know, that's Mariella. She is... She is, you probably see her most being an armor bearer, but she also works with youth, and she also works with super kids, and she also is all around, does everything person, and is there for everyone, and we, we've evolved her into the family because that's who she is. And that is my daughter, Tirsa, and she is married to Dave, and she has all these beautiful kids, and so, but she has applied this in her life and has great testimonies. Herbert is a faithful Herbert, and what he has done has been faithful, <laughs> faithful in many things at Liberty Life Center. And so, but he knows the reality of how this applied, how this has applied to his life, and how it has improved his life. And so, we want to know these things. I mean, don't you want to know these things? Yeah. And this is my daughter in love. This is Maylene. And um, all I need to do is plug her in about first fruits and tightening, and she's going to go crazy on you because of her testimonies that are current even now. But this has been going on for years, and so we all have something to say, and you're going to hear it from different perspectives, from different, different types of victory, and how to actually practically apply this to your life. So I, how many of you want to do this? Yeah, because how can we, how can we apply the word of God without knowing how people have lived it? It's great that we're going to do the, the, the fasting guide is all about what the disciples did. And, you know, we read it and we know it and we even watch the chosen. And, and, and so we get a little bit better view of it. But how do we do this in 2023 so that we begin to change the world by it? And so this is our purpose, and this is why we're doing this. Okay, so kingdom is going to be the priority, and um, right. May is married to Eric. Hi, Eric. She, they have a son, Landon, over there. What? See, this is what happens when you have family on the <laughs> Okay, so let's get started. So we're going to talk about a first fruits first. Wasn't that smart? So let me start with this scripture, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. You need to be writing these things down, getting them in your heart so that you understand what God is saying to you about these things. Apply it to your life and know that it's the word. If you know it's the word, he's watching over his word to perform it. Isn't that what he said? And so if we can, if we can just get this inside of us and it becomes alive to us, when Satan comes, we have a battle plan. And this is our battle plan. We know what the word says. So, honor the Lord with your what? First 
and your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. Okay? So possessions means possessions. He's not talking about honor the Lord, period. He's saying you need to take what you have and you need to give it to God. And the first fruits are important. There's so many, I could preach on this all day and I promised I wouldn't. So we're going to do a panel. So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. You're not going to want, if you're looking at the economy and what they're saying, I'm just saying look at the scripture instead. Okay, so this is a big deal. All right, so we only have one time a year that we focus on first fruits. This is it. This is your shot. Okay, so Mayling, go ahead. What happens? Yeah, it has to be green. So what has happened in your life because of first fruits, and how is this becoming a part of your day life? Okay, so... I really don't know where to start here. I know. Because there's just so much that God has done in my life over the last couple years. Not, well, yeah. yeah. Couple years. Um, but, I, you know, some of you have heard my story about God, what God did for me when I asked and believed uh, for a job and, and finances and things like that. But even recently, to the point that Tirsa doesn't even know how recent this is. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so, last day of the year, right, I'm like, okay, i got to get my tithe in, right? And I um, and I knew that the first fruits were happening, and I'm like, okay. Why did you say you had to get your tithe then? Well, because I believe <laughs> that that works. And you're um, gonna prove it in about. And I am, and I am, and really, I just want to set the tone with. It's not just about the money, right? But it's about your heart issue, right? Because you can give begrudgingly, and it does absolutely nothing for you. You know, you can do it as a. I'm supposed to do this. It's religious. This is what I'm supposed to do. I've been told this my whole life. But it's a heart issue, right? And we've talked about heart issues before. Um, so with that said, um, I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that I start my year off right, right? You know, let's not rob God <laughs> and set things in proper motion. So I, I did that. That was, uh, what was it, Saturday, right? It was the 31st. Um, and so my company's fiscal year ends on January 3rd this year. Don't know why, it just does. So I had mentioned at breakfast that morning that, oh, I have three deals that are such long shots, right, that this is not going to happen. Like, I've been working on these for two years, two years, they say they're going to come on all three of these. And I'm just like, I'm done for the year, had a great year, you know, no big deal. I just kind of left it there. So Tuesday, I got a call from my boss. He's like, it looks like these things are moving in the right direction. And I'm like, you're crazy. That's what I said. Did I not? Okay, I'm sorry. First fruit, I did that. Yeah, and this is happening. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, he's like, but don't hold your breath. I'm like, I have no breath to hold. Please. <laughs> like I have like, zero breath. Like, I, I, you don't understand. I don't even think these are gonna happen. He's like, okay, whatever. Just you know, be flexible. I'm like, sure, whatever. So that morning, I knew if one of these deals went through, I was working with another another coworker, and I knew that he's been needing. A bump, right? So I'm like, I put it in motion. I talked to my boss. I said, listen, if this deal goes through, so and so gets more of the piece than I do. And they're like, well, why would you do that? And I'm like, because, and I said this to them, and I said, because I'm going to hold God to given it shall be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, running over. And they're like, okay, we don't get it, but okay, we'll agree with you on that. I'm like, okay, great, that's all I need. I appreciate that. That was at like nine o'clock in the morning. Seven o'clock at night, I get a call from one of the owners, and he's like, I just need to hear it from you. And so, boom, he goes, send me the documents, I'll sign. I'm like, okay, God, that's one of three, which was amazing. Again, yeah. two years in the works. I'm like, I'm fine with that. 
20 minutes later, I get another call. We just signed your documents. That's two. And I'm like, the third one is completely impossible. Like, there is absolutely no way that I'm getting three out of three. 10 minutes later, all within 30 minutes, and Eric was there, and he can tell you, all within 30 minutes, everything has been signed, everything has been paid. We're so excited to be on board. I was just like, would happen and so and so something that kind of behind the scenes right I've been trusting God with what he has said in his word right and I said I'm holding God to give and it shall be given unto you that wasn't yes I gave my first fruit but it also was a heart issue I took care of somebody else on my team Amen. right I made sure that in my heart I knew it was going to come back to me I didn't think it was going to come back that fast <laughs> or in that big of a way right um and so it was just like applying what we know. You know, I grew up in the church, and I've heard my whole life, you know, given it shall be given. So I've heard that my whole life, right? And being in the church, you kind of, you can get jaded, right, when you hear those things. Luke 638, you want to put that up? Um, you get jaded hearing those things, you know? And so until God makes a personal revelation to you, right, it's when you start to get it. Because they're just words on a screen, they're words on a, in a book, right? until it becomes alive to you. And you know, the Bible is alive and it is speaking to us. And so once you get it, there's no reason, you know, that it can't happen in your life. So my mug, the story behind my mug, this is her mug. I have a thing about mugs, right? But I like the hidden oil on this one and I like the way what it says. It's a thing. It's a thing. But this says it's good to be queen. And so at the beginning of last year, I was like, you know what? I'm like, God said that I am the head and not the tail. I am first and not last. And I said, if God said that, why can't it be true? Right? And so it's about grabbing a hold of what God has said and saying, you know what? God, I'm going to hold it to you. It says, test me. It says, prove me. It says, ask and you shall find. You know, I mean, why are we not grabbing a hold of this? Our lives could be so much different. Okay, hold him to it. And this is, I, we started, right? Genesis 1-1, who started that this year? Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, so we're all on the same page there. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, we've read this so many times, right? And it was just like, and God said, let there be, and God said, and God said, and God said. And when I read it this year, it was just like, God just said it, and it happened. Okay, I, I, like, it makes me want to cry, because he just said it, and it happened. And so... When I got a hold of that, it was kind of like, my father says something and it happens. There you go. Okay? And I am his child. Therefore, if I say it, because he said I can say it, then it should just happen. Amen. Is that just not the way it's supposed to work? Yeah. You know? Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So in the introduction of the fasting guide, I talk about... Um, he didn't say, Jesus didn't say when the disciples asked him how to pray, he didn't say, pray to my father. He said, pray to our father, which are in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Immediately, he is setting in, in place the heart of God for his disciples to be able to set a foundation forever 
is that God is a personal God, but he's also a collective God. He want, he's, he's always cared about all of his people to understand that he is their father. And the more that we understand that if God would do it for Maylene, he will do it Amen. for you. Amen. He will do it for us collectively. He is an all-inclusive God, and he doesn't leave one person out. He does not favor one over the other. He will watch over his word to perform it. If you know what the word says, and you understand it as, like she did, he, I noticed. I noticed that he kept saying, you know, he said, he said, he said, you know what that is? That's a revelation she got that ignited her speech that caused her to be able to say his word and have faith that it would come to pass. And then I love that she said, I didn't think they were going to come. Come. I didn't think they'd come by the end of the year. So here she is knowing what the word says and believe it, but how many of you know we're human? And sometimes we just go, Maybe it'll happen, and maybe it won't right now. She didn't give up her faith completely. But God just, I call these little God kisses. Because when even when we are like, okay, maybe it won't happen, God shows up, and it does happen, because he's saying, I am still your father, and I will take care of everyone. And because she was going to bless somebody else with it, don't you think if you give to someone else, it multiplies back because the word also says that. So she referenced uh, Malachi. It's Malachi 3, starting in verse 8. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, And what have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings, even this whole nation. So bring the tithes into the storehouse, that there could be food in my house, and try me in this. This is the only time God says you can try him. Try me in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. How many of you want a blessing that you can't even hold it? Right? Okay. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground or the vine will fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. And all the nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. This is the word of God. So this is why when you get impassioned with the word and you see something, all of a sudden Genesis went to Malachi, which proved it, which caused things to happen in your life. And so going to the, I'm sorry, I don't know if you want to mean. No, but I'm very, very quickly. So like I had mentioned, right, you get things in your in in your heart, right, or you're, you're taught something your whole life, right? Um, I grew up in a church where tithing was always a thing, right? But I also had somebody in my family who was like, the church is just trying to take your money. Don't bother. You know what I mean? And so like I knew it was a truth. I knew it was a foundational truth. But I also was like a little bit jaded, right, with it. And so I had to have a personal revelation, right? I had to have a personal connection where God told me, listen, this is how it works. And um, I won't forget it. It was under five years ago, for sure. This is when I actually got it. And, um, you know, it was Chris Valaton, if I'm saying his name right. Valaton, but okay. From Valaton. Yes. And so he gave a fantastic analogy to me. Or not to me, but, well, to me I got it. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Jeff a couple questions here and just go with it, Jeff. So when you go into business with somebody, right? You are assessing the risk, right, of that person, right? Okay, great. So you look at how much money they have, you look at their history, you look at what they've done with their fortune, right? You look at all aspects of it before you say, you know what, I wanna go into business with you, right? Okay, so if somebody were to come to you with this fantastic um, portfolio, right, and say, you know what, Jeff, I'm gonna do for you what I've done for everybody else, and all I need you to do is invest 10% of what this could potentially be. Okay, their, fi their finances check out, their reputation checks out. Know them by their fruit. Exactly, right? So, and they turn around and, and you're gonna ask them, what's my return on investment? And if they say to you, it's gonna be 100%, <laughs> what, what do you do? more than 10. <laughs> okay, you give one a 10. But all he's asking for is 10%. Okay, that is a great return on investment, is it not? Yes. Okay, don't ask me why, but that just did it for me. Okay, because it was, if you would go into a physical business relationship with somebody who has that kind of a track record, okay? But then the God of the universe is asking you for the exact same thing, 10 percent and will guarantee you a hundredfold yes. which is even more than a hundred percent okay yeah, it is. <laughs> you said it's a hundred times more thank you okay yeah. and that is your return on investment why wouldn't you do it yeah. like it was just that like simple to me it was that simple and it was just like you're absolutely right why would i not turn around and it's ten percent imagine the limitless possibilities that come from ten percent and so it's not a set number. It's not about being a set number. It's about, okay, you, you're like, I can't tie 10% of what my income is right now. Okay, great. What's 10% of 10%? Like, it's your first, Start. it's like yes. starting Start. somewhere. Yes. Um, and I can tell you that even the numbers don't make sense on paper. No. They don't make sense on paper. I don't, like I tell Eric all the time, I'm like, um, yeah, I think I did something wrong with the budget. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I think I might have done something I overspent somewhere, but somehow it's there, right? Because it's continuous. It is limitless of what that person that I am partnering with can do for you and yeah. me and everybody else if we just grab hold of it and hold him to it. Amen. Give and it shall be given to you. Ask and ye shall receive. It is that simple, people. That is it. I mean, is it? <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That's good. Harvard. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Look so, at the size of this Bible. That alone is like funny. <laughs> funny. Um, so let's do a couple of different verses and then I'll, I'll kind of divvy it up. But pretty much all the truths that you've said is is I think we're all going to share a very similar, very similar experience. Um, and I myself had also had significant favor from a finance perspective. Uh, from the moment that Marilyn and I, uh, soon after we got married and we started coming to Liberty 20 some years ago. 20 some years ago? Um, we decided to tithe faithfully. You know, we would give, you know, when it felt like it, 
but there was a point in time, and I remember very distinctly, that we, we made a decision to start tithing uh, faithfully. So since then, we have not stopped. Um, and I saw a significant change then. Um, and then there's a couple of other things. But, but first, let's go to um, Psalm 24, 1 and 2. And then the classes. And just like Maylene said, this just uh, articulates it. It says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. For he laid the earth's foundation on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. So everything we have, everything that is around, the God Almighty, creator of heavens and earth, everything belongs to him. Right? So we're simply uh, stewards and managers of the greatness of what he has. Right? So that's one of the truths that have had to be foundational for me. Because for me to believe, you know, just like you said, you know, this is the, the, the person that I'm going in, in a business partnership, <laughs> if you will, right? So you, you have to have that foundation knowing and believing that God is who he is, he says. Yes. Right? So to me, that is like one of the, the biggest truths that you need to know and you have to have uh, with you. Um, then as far as giving, uh, I've been reading as well. <laughs> the, uh, the, I, I started a few weeks early, so I'm, I'm in Exodus now. <laughs> but um, it's why you need a Bible reading program, or you need to just here's a way you can do it if you take four chapters a day and read four chapters a day, you will be through the Bible by the end of the year, and you will have how many, Pharaoh? 16 days left over. So, like, if you need a break or you're on vacation or something. You'll still get through the entire Bible if you can just read four chapters a day. Do you know how? Well, if you get into the Word, it'll take you a little bit of time because you'll get so excited about the Word, you'll have to look it up somewhere else. But besides that, if you want to just get the foundation of the Word in you, four chapters a day will do it. All right, yeah, it's really cool. Um, we, we started doing that in our house. And the really cool thing is that we're all kind of around the same area. So, you know, like Marilyn will have questions, a lot of questions, and we'll discuss things, and it's cool. We're all kind of in sync for the same. Mm -hmm. uh, Julia's way ahead of us. But <laughs> she started like six months ago, so she's way ahead of us. Uh, so the only one I wanted to share, because I've been reading it very recently, is Exodus 13 um, and 11 through 13. Uh, so this is when uh, Israel was in uh, Egypt, and God had called Abraham to take him out of Egypt, right? And you, you guys know the story. Um, Abraham went there, and he didn't want to do this. He didn't feel equipped to do this. Uh, long story short, he does. He's obedient. Uh, and then the Lord um, brought all these plagues upon Egypt, right? Um, one after the other, after the other, after the other. And if, you know, finally they get um, released out of Egypt. Obviously, ginormous miracles. But then one of the things that, you know, one of the last plagues was the uh, killing of the firstborn, right? So that, that's the one that did it for Pharaoh. And that's why they say, okay, fine, go. 
but if we read this, um, Exodus 13, 11, it says, this is what you must do when the Lord fulfills the promise he swore to you and your ancestors. When he gives you the land where the Canaanites now live, you must present all firstborn sons and firstborn male animals to the Lord, for they belong to him. A firstborn donkey may be brought back to the Lord by presenting a lamb or a young goat in its place, but if you do not buy it back, you must break if you must break its neck. However, you must buy back every firstborn son. So after the Lord um, released them from Egypt, and this was you know miracle after miracle after miracle, he said, the firstborn belonged to me. So this is one of the instances where it says the firstborn belong to him. So I want to tie this uh, together. Um, so kind of the two big instances that I remember uh, was when we first decided to start tithing, which was soon after we got married. And, you know, I started to see financial increase for sure. But as I started to think of these things, the other one that I remember as well is when we went to Belize as a church. And uh, Marilyn and I had been um, saving for a vacation for us. Um, and we ended up using that money instead of going on vacation to go to Belize and, and do this mission trip, which was uh, kind of life-changing. But the, the things that happened in common with those two instances, when we first started tithing uh, you know, towards the beginning of our marriage, and, and that sacrifice that we did for the trip to Belize, they resulted in life. And I'll tell you, I'll explain why. When we first started tithing, <clears throat> at that time, Mel and I had been married for a few years and we didn't have any kids. We have trouble having kids. Uh, it, it took like five years to have kids. And we had made a decision at some point um, to, for Marilyn to stop working and um, and not having their income was, you know, pretty scary at the time because it was, you know, we were pretty much 50-50 at the time. So having to live in one income, we kind of, we kind of prepared for that. And that was right around when we started uh, tithing faithfully. So long story short, and some of you have heard that story, um, Marilyn got, got pregnant right around that time. So I can tie that very specifically to when we faithfully started tithing. So. Aww. Kayla, there it is. Kayla. So life. Life. And I was just asking Farrell this morning, when is it that we went to Belize? Because I can't remember what the date was. Yeah, and it was it was two thousand around two thousand seven, two thousand six? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Six. Um, and uh, Julia was born two thousand eight. So that I think I believe that that sacrifice that we did there. Um, prepared us and paved the way for the blessing that Julia is in our life. So I can tell you that, you know, aside from the financial increase that we've had, uh, because we have been faithful since then, yeah. and I can tell you stories, and some of you have heard stories, that I've, I've had favor at work. Unreal. Unreal. <laughs> um, I, I've had roles and responsibilities that were really only supposed to be for uh, super propeller head engineers. <laughs> and I ended up getting some of those roles and I ended up getting a lot of those increase. Yeah. And every time that there was some sort of change of work, um, I ended up getting a, a different role that, 
you know, sometimes it didn't feel like it was the right one, but it ended up blessing our family significantly. Uh, but I wanted to show you that it's not just a financial piece, but it's also a life-giving, and as is evidenced by, um, by these two cute little girls over here. Amen. 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 But I've heard the stories that I've heard too, right? It wasn't just that you applied it there, but you also shared it with others in your organization, right? You started your prayer meetings and people came along. Yeah, that's and so a very important part. You started to testify with them what God had done in your life. So I feel like it's, you, you lived it, right? You shared it and you proclaimed it, what you're doing now. And I think that that's the, the whole turning piece of it all. Yeah, I remember it was really uh, funny when we first started tithing faithfully in the first couple of years that my uh, Jewish accountant <laughs> saw that, saw those statements. He's like, are you sure? Are you, are you crazy? <laughs> yep. So it's part of sharing your book. <laughs> exactly. I think it was important to note what she said too is that, you know, what did you just say? No, I didn't Yeah. Is that oh your prayer meeting? How long have you been doing prayer meetings on, at work? You initiated oh, yeah. this, and how long have you been doing that? I uh, was started two thousand five. Two thousand five. This is two thousand twenty-three. We are talking about money as much as people hate to talk about money in church. I want you to know we're talking about money because I want you to have some. <laughs> and I want this to be multiplied into your account. And I know the way this works. And we know the way this works. So we are trying to help you because this is God's principle and He's watching over His word performance. Okay? But it isn't just finances. So when the kingdom living means we start living like kings to our king. And so we give to other people where we find out what's on God's heart and we do what God would have us to do. And he is always about us giving to others. So Herbert, if you've heard him pray in this church and if you've been here longer than two weeks, you probably will. Um, he's a good prayer. You know why? Because he has a relationship with God. So he started at his work with one of his gifts. Of course, he was, it was a practice gift. And he's been faithful all these years. And so he opened the door for other people to know God in a different way and to connect with him in prayer. And how many of you know that is also an offering unto the Lord? Amen. Okay. You got first fruits or? No pickles. Okay. Go ahead. She's got fruit. She's got fruit. She's like, I got fruit. I got fruit. So um, I'm going to go from the beginning, like not since I was born, but I'm just saying. I, <laughs> but I started Liberty 16 years ago, the year that we went to Belize. And um, full circle, I had the opportunity to go to Belize, which was amazing. And I do remember that testimony, which is really awesome. But um, I had poverty mentality. I mean, I came from a family that didn't you know, it was like living by paycheck situation. Like, yeah, we were givers, um, absolutely. We, we love to give to people, we gave to our country, you know, Dominican Republic, you know, uh, I was raised 
in a, in a mentality to give, right? But not necessarily understanding that we should receive more or receive from our giving, right? Is so that what poverty mentality is? That's part of it in my, in my upbringing, right? Like, you know, we just give and give because it's our hearts, but we didn't give to expect because God would multiply the seed that you, because of the heart of giving, right? So that understanding didn't come until I started living in 2016 and um, with foundation classes, really, with understanding um, the reason why I was giving and what God does in the reward of it. So I'll just read a scripture from Psalm 37, uh, 18 and 19. It says, day by day the Lord watches the good deeds of the godly and he prepares for them his forever reward. Even in a time of disaster, he will watch over them and they will always have more than enough, no matter what happens. That was like, I needed that understanding because so much had happened in my life and so much had, has happened since I've been at Liberty. But yet God, you know, been faithful, faithful and sure. And when once I grabbed a hold of the understanding of tithing and offering, I never let go. You know, number one, I started Liberty without a job. For a month, I had no job and, um, and I had debt. So 16 years full circle now, I have a job that has a position, that's given me a position, probably three positions from prior, my prior job, and I have no debt canceled, and I have savings in the bank, which I didn't have. So God is amazing, amazing he is. But in having debt, and I'm talking about debt, guys, I'm talking about 50K in debt. I started living with 50K in debt, and I was never, I, I, I never stopped tithing. Even in my debt, that was like the first thing that I gave. I'm serious. I gave my 10% no matter what. I, I swear, one month maybe, I gave it late and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, and it was a feeling like, I hate this, right? I like, I dislike the feeling that giving my time late and I was like, okay, now I can't be all religious and like, <laughs> God's fruits matter to God. But yes, I'm going there. So, um, but I wanted to, to state that with the first fruits, I, and then I understood first fruits, right? That was like above and beyond. But I never let go of my first tithe, of my tithe, because that was important. But, so, to 2020, 2020, ha, COVID year, we called it, right? So 2020, here I am starting a new year with no job again. I was, uh, we resigned from our, well not resigned, from, we were laid off from our jobs, here I am getting paid basically on severance pay and living with no, I have no, I can't see in front of me of what, where am I going? What job? So I'm here putting in applications, I'm putting in resumes, I have no interview. This is January, yeah. we left the company in November and I'm like, okay, I still have debt, right? This is 2020, but not as much as when I started Liberty. So I said, this is, I prayed about it and I said, okay, so I literally heard from God and I looked at scriptures and I said, I heard tithe 10% against your debt. Because my God said to me that he was gonna pay off my debt. So I'm like, whoa, that's the biggest offering besides my tithe and regular offerings that I've ever given. So I was hurtful. I was like, man, how do you do this, God? But he said it. I was sure that I was sure. And um, that's January. Now, I didn't pay it all completely then, right? But 
Um, by May of 2020, I paid it off. I had a new job in April, of, uh, yeah, April when COVID hit and we all had to lock in. A job, I'm working at home, increased to double from my prior job, debt cancellation, and I had two paychecks at once. So don't tell me that God doesn't work on his faithfulness. So it's amazing. That's so good. Um, so when I'm up here, I'm thinking this is such an exciting time at Liberty because we're going to be so interactive. And it's not just our stories, but so many of you have stories, and some of them I know. Like Heather started a new job, did such a phenomenal job, and there was such a blessing of God on her life. They called her in and said, we're going to give you a raise that ultimately was too much. Administration said you can't give her the raise you're asking for. She isn't here long enough. They're like, it's okay, Heather, because we're going to keep fighting until we get you what we feel like you deserve. Because of, of her faithfulness to God, her generosity, and, and her blessings are running her down, overtaking her. Jessica got promoted into a position that, you know, it really it's a, it is a miraculous faithfulness of God that just gave her a title and a promotion and the money that she's deserved for a long time. And God just miraculously moved. Austin is very generous. One thing about Austin is you can't outgive him. And God recognized that in him. He sold his sailboat three days before the hurricane. Signed, sealed, delivered, money in the bank, and hurricane. So God, like his faithfulness again and again, and so many stories and so many finances. And I could go through Dave and I's story numerous times, numerous yes. times. Our bank account's been to zero. And we've watched God miraculously replenish in the most bizarre way. But I think the point that I want to bring out today is how many times we brought our bank account to zero and how intentional that's been yes. because I think the one thing and my mom does say she's like I really believe it's a gift that God gave you um, just pretty sure it's just because my brain is screwed in sideways and does not understand why Dave and I do anything that we do um, but I do think that when you can grasp the principle it's, uh, the, this is a book that Lynn gave me years ago called The Treasure Principle highly recommend it like please buy it read it download it however you can get your hands on it it absolutely will change your life and um we just rehearsed like in two, 2023 what is the family mantra and ours continues to be we're gonna we're gonna continue to sacrifice for whatever has eternal value we don't care you can ask us anything if it has eternal value it's worth it it'll be worth it so looking back over our finances we have made a lot of money we have made absolutely no money. Our life hasn't really looked that different at any time. We are, we are pretty are steady the way it is. If we have more money, we have more people that we can spend it on. If we have less money, we have the same amount of people. Somehow God multiplies and it still works. The year that I made the least amount of money in my entire career, I started with an auto trader, super young, God miraculously increased my my uh, salary year after year after year, I was commission driven. So everything just continued to increase and increase and increase through faithful tithing and giving. And every first fruit, I had the opportunity to determine where I'd be. And every year, I determined I was going to give more than I was expected to make. And God always exceeded it. Like it was just an awesome time of test me and see. So that's where I started. I built my, my relationship with God and started to test Him because He said I could. And He started to build my faith. And then I got to the point where I was like, all right, God, I believe that you are bigger than I am expecting you to be. So now I need you to show me how big you really are. What do you want? 
What do you want from me? What do you want you need to show me? Because I'm going to do it. And then he's had me go out on the limb multiple times and give more than we have. I, you guys, when I tell you, and no one will really understand this, but I don't want to ever be confined to the world's way of thinking. If I need to overdraft my checking account to give, I will do it. I have done it. Dave will tell you. And um, I don't hesitate. And I think to myself, have I ever overdrafted my account on accident for something dumb? Like a restaurant bill or something? Probably. So if God's asking and I need it and I know I'm getting a check, I'll do it. A $35 fee doesn't faze me. I'm going to be obedient to God. I know it's a little crooked thinking. I don't care. I just, you can't take it from me. I live it. I see God's faithfulness continue so you can't take it away from me. I do whatever I have to do to obey God. And the world principles just have to revolve around that, not vice versa. When God asks us to adopt the voice, looking back over our finance, because I just did this because Dave just retired. The year I made the least amount of money in our entire lives was that year. Yeah. Dave also did not make a lot of money because we spent three months out of country. <laughs> Staggeringly, that year we made $50,000 and Ashley already lived with us. So we're a family of five living in South Florida, bringing two more boys home, and we had $50,000 of income. If anybody anywhere saw our finances, they would have refused us. Oh, please. Like, go adopt. How much did it cost you to get the boys? 35000 we raised almost all of it. Like, we, we raised almost all of it. Thank you all for the blessing us with our family. But God promised if it was his idea, he'd pay for it, right? So he laid it on people's heart from everywhere. Um, and we just got blessed. And we're given all the money that we needed to do go through all the government paperwork, travel, their visas, everything that we needed. And um, <laughs> we never said, can we afford it? That wasn't ever part of our conversation. Our, our conversation was, does God want this to happen? Is it his plan for our life and for their life? And once we had a yes on that, it was a settled issue. Now, not to say that there weren't sleepless nights and when God asks you big things. You may have some sleepless nights. We're still human. We still struggle. But the solid yes we got from God is all we needed to, to know to move forward and do it. Um, we've had other times in our life where I know God has specifically said to do something, and because of finances, I've shied away, and we have paid a dear price for it looking back, um, and that is where I have regret. Never do I have a regret when I've gone to an extreme place, trusted to see God's hand, and ever seen him fail me. It's never happened. We, we will attest to that. He is faithful every single time. Um, so first fruits, for me, is always at the beginning of every year. Look at where you're at. Look at where you expect to be in 2024. And then ask God, what is the outrageous that you're asking? What do you want from me? What can I sacrifice? What kind of covenant can I cut with you? Because covenanting with God will, will propel you into this kingdom living path beyond what you can expect. Yes. And the Bible promises that he'll make you rich and add no sorrow. Meaning yes. you're not trading your life for a paycheck. You are obeying God, watching him move, watching him miraculously um, change your circumstances and bless you in every area so you have freedom as well. As soon as I got home from 
Our adoption was a couple months, maybe two months, of really sweating it out a little bit about how we were even going to do this. Lots of hot dogs, the first couple. Boys don't even know. They thought it was great. They had no clue. We knew. Um, and then we got, um, I got a call from a company I never even knew, making three times what I've ever made. And they're like, we want to hire you like right away. We love your background and when can you start? And I mean, it was the miraculous job that paid me a miraculous salary, which all kinds of income opportunity. And I just picked up where I left off times three, and God just continues to bless us all the way through. But it is 100% our belief that God is faithful to us because he knows we are going to be faithful to him. And then the last little piece, that I, because you know I always like to be fully transparent, our, our giving and our tithing aren't always, we are not, like, we feel guilty if we're late. We'll, we'll catch up sometimes and be like, okay, we owe a whole heck of a lot of money. we got to wait for this bonus and pay it all at once. Guys, God is not legalistic. Now, tithe belongs to the Lord. Don't, don't get me wrong. That, that is the Bible. You can't argue with that. But how you get it to him is really more of a heart issue than it is a legal checkmark. So be free. But you know this, in your beginning of the year, January, it is time to set your face like a flint. Be serious about your first fruit offering. What is it that God is asking? And what is it is that's bigger than you expected to give when you walked in the door? Of your time, of your money, of your resources, what is it? Because God can't be out given. Decide what it is and then ask him, God, are you in line with this or should I push that envelope because if you do you will not see him fail and his faithfulness brings so much joy and then here's my scripture that i'll end with it command those who are rich in this present um what's the scripture uh first timothy 6 17-19 command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor to put hope in wealth which is so uncertain but put their hope in god which richly provides us everything for our enjoyment Command them to do good, to be rich in deeds, to be generous, and willing to share. And this way they will lay up treasure for themselves in a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So make it rich and have no sorrow. God is faithful. Ask him for the big. And then don't shy away when he asks you for something that's too far exceeds your expectation. And you'll be glad you did. And, and to add to that, right? Expect from God, but like also remind and demand, right? Like God, you said, right? I know, I know this is about time, right? But you know, some of us fight for our families, yeah. right? Whether it's health, whether it's whatever the case might be, God, you said, you know, your word says that I will be the head of the field, that I will have my storehouse will be full, that my family will be healthy, that my family dot 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 dot. You have to call it forward. You have to speak it into existence because this is what God has. God spoke and it was. Okay, how many of you want to walk in the blessing this year? Yeah. And we, okay, stand up. Now you're going to have them repeat after yeah. <laughs> This is what happens with family. I won't push you. other people with that. I'll have you on these panels quite as much as what I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's looking you guys don't understand so one of the things that is important what she's saying is to write it down so yeah. one of the things yeah. that I do at the beginning yes. of the year 
you know, when I ask God and I hear him, because we're a prophetic church, on what number to give, um, even if he can change it, because I'm expecting more, I write down why am I doing it and what's why? the expectation yeah. because of this first fruit offering. So, and I look back at it and I've checked off, like, check, you did this, you did that. And that's what happened with my job and favor, so. Amen. Okay, for those of you who do not know, I am incredibly prepared for things. I am unprepared <laughs> immensely for this. So, <laughs> with that said, we will try this. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Just do it from your heart. You don't have to have okay, scripture sorry. references. You have it inside of you, which is why you read your word. Amen. Right. Amen. So, Amen. God says, and I say, I am the head and not the tail. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am above and not beneath. I am first and I am not last. I am first and I am not last. And God says, ask and I shall receive. And God says, ask and I shall receive. And I can expect. And I can expect. That what God says. That what God says. Will come to pass. Will come to pass. Because my God. Because my God. Is not a man that he should lie. Is not a man that he should lie. And if he says I can have it. And if he says I can have it. It is mine. It is mine. So grab it. So grab it. And pull it in. And I pull it in. It's ours. And expect. And I'm expecting. And I am asking. And I am asking for God to do. For God to do above and beyond. Above and beyond what my eyes can see. What my eyes can see. So uh, 2 Corinthians uh, 9, 10, uh, 9, 10 says, This generous God who supplies abundant seed for the farmer, which becomes bread for our meals, is even more extravagant toward you. First he supplies every need, plus more. Then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. 
so that the harvest of your generosity will grow. Amen. 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 And great verse, right? Because I was just thinking, you know, if God can get it to you, if God can get it through you, he will get it to you. So it comes back to a heart issue, right? Are you just going to store it up in your own house or are you going to be like to yourself, and hopefully not overdraft, but uh, give, right? Because God knows, and we can, the whole family can attest to, if anything ever goes wrong, it's here, says jobs or whatever, she'll just get another one, make more money. And the next one, she'll just get more money. And it's unbelievable to us, but it is a principle of God. Given it shall be given unto you. So if God knows he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. So really Amen. make sure your heart is right. But before we take the offering, if we can just do one more thing. So... Really ask God, like I really wasn't kidding. I want everybody to take a minute and bow your head and talk to Jesus. Like this is your chance to set the tone for 2023. What does your first fruits look like? Sometimes it's a pledge. Lord, I'm gonna have this much given to you by the end of the year. And if you need to write that on an envelope, let that, let, let that be what you do. I've done that for years before. Um, if you have a dollar amount, but it's gonna be at a different time, so be it. But ask God specifics. God, here's where I think I'm going to be with my first fruits. Where would you want me to be with my first fruits? And, and make sure you're hearing from him before you go ahead with the offering. You have to be a blessing. 
And so that is the point. We're not just doing it to be blessed, although we are blessed, we're doing it so that we can bless others as well. Amen? Okay, so when you, do you have something to say now? Or? Well, I wanted to, but <clears throat> Go ahead. I, I wanted to say that, listen, I've been to Liberty for many, many years, and I learned seed time and harvest from you, and I learned, you know, um, the principles of God in, in uh, giving and receiving and all of that. And, and to hear your testimonies, I think I've seen every one of you from nothing to now. And, and to watch it even happening. I remember last year sitting around with you guys and talking about, yeah, look at this deals I got ready to go and all that. And, and then discouragement, and and yet there's no time. It's God's time, right? I, I Herbert's one of my best friends, and sitting down with him at breakfast and lunch, and oh my God, I got laid off. I don't know what I'm going to do. And look, it was well, everybody else got laid off, not Herbert. And, and your life just makes me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, Dave. <laughs> I, every time, every time I, I talk to, to Tirsa, it's, uh, well, you know, there's no money in the bank account, but I think what we're going to do, I'm like, <laughs> and then, and then, um, um, Mariella with, with, think about this, she got laid off. And well, that was the answer to a prayer. And Jeff sowed a seed of opening the door for my first, you know, job. Well, the, and one of the other things I was going to say is that the only thing that's not represented up there is as, a, as an employer, when I was an employer, what, these are the people you hire. You hire people that believe in God and God's principles because there's going to be a lot of people in your company that don't. Yeah. Well, don't believe in God, don't believe in God's principles, think it's all hokey, you know, we're all a little off our rockers or whatever, and my latest mantra is, it's too late. My, I say this all the time now, it's too late. I've already seen it, I've witnessed it. Um, um, helped build a company, sold it for millions and millions of dollars, and watched people um, come work for me, come work for my friends. I, I talked some friends into hiring some godly people. And their companies have exploded. And so it's not, you don't do it because you want your company to explode. You don't do it because you want your bank account to be great. You don't do it before, for the um, um, result. You do it because you love God and God has a principle. And if you follow the principle, and, that, and that's what they keep telling you, is that if you watch their hearts, God's watching their hearts. And there's and I, there's a scripture with the with the uh, woman who gave the, the little bit, but Jesus stood in the back and said, "Yeah, but her heart, she gave from her heart." And so it's not about a slot machine. It's not about right. an investment. It's not about well, we're going to invest this year ten percent of our income to this particular church so that we can. That's not what it's about. You can do that. And I'm, I used to be the treasurer of Liberty. I'm happy to take your money. Because um, uh, we have to turn the lights on and pay bills and all that, but that's not the reason. You're, the reason that Pastor Don brings this forward is so that we'll gain from it, grow from it, and not from finance, 
we gain from our, our trust in God and our love in God and, and, and all that. And there's a reward for that. And sometimes the reward is financial, and that's specifically what they're talking about um, today. So it's, it's hard, I think, a lot of times for people that are watching online or for visitors and, and people whose faith is just not quite there yet to not believe that there's a selfish interest of the church because Pastor Don wants another yacht. <laughs> first one was too small. I, I'd like to ride on one, though. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is one of those principles from God that, that um, is hard to bring to the world. You really have to understand God, because in the world, it's going to be very easy for them to point back and say what, what Tirsa said, the church just wants your money. And, and the answer, that's not true. God just wants your money. God wants your money, and if you give with a, with a heart, if you give with just, you you trust God. You just trust God. And if you truly trust God, God will, yeah, you'll, you'll gain whatever the reward is. And it's, again, it's not always money. It's that that's what we're talking about today. So so it's, um, you know, I, I don't want to hijack this whole thing. I was just asked to come do the collection. So, ushers, please collect. <laughs> And there's a bunch of ways to give, which they'll put up on the screen. But remember, when you're giving, you're not, you're giving because you love liberty. You're giving because you love God. You're giving because this is a principle, a kingdom principle. And you understand God and God's principle. And yes, I did run in the back to talk to my wife about her, because we have not given our first fruits yet. I guess we were waiting for this. And so... Um, I did run to the back and say, hey, are we on the same page? Just to make sure. Because we are married and we're one, and now we have to operate as one. Okay, so having said that, another way that we give is by giving into God's system of kingdom. And this is why we do the fasting guide. Now, I, you have no idea what these pages cost us in time and effort at Liberty Life Center. It is a whole, at least two and a half or three months project. Because first, I have to know what God is focusing on, and then I have to figure out what he wants to say every single day to us. This, this week, this year, it's 16 pages because we're going to do the last week, we're going to do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night live. Okay, so, but this is your, this is your, this is your opportunity to see. As I was praying, you know, God took everything off our walls, told us everything had to be different. I'm like, okay, well, what does the church look like? And he said, what does the first church look like in the book of Acts? And I said, let's go back and let's figure this out. So this is going to be Acts 2, basically. What happened when the first disciples obeyed God and got fired up by the Holy Ghost? Those principles that they put down, their foundational truths, are why the church is still alive today. Now think about that 2,000 years later. 
And so this will break that down for you. So we're going to be talking about this, and we'll be breaking this down on um, Wednesday nights as well. I'm not sure what the format is going to be. All I know is that it's going to be different, and it's going to be inclusive. And so today, we have a panel that did a lot of the talking. But I'm also looking to get you guys involved. So if you have something that God is burning on your heart that is part of this day that we've talked about, if it's part of what is a fast about, if it's, if it's a part of the days that are lined out in the, in the fasting guide, I want you to be a part and we can be interactive too. I just wanted to get this started because did you guys receive from this today? Do you think you understand this a little bit better now? Okay. So this is the whole point. If we're going to live kingdom, we have to know how to live in kingdom principles. And so um, you, it, it will start online uh, tomorrow. Now, fasting is not a diet plan. <laughs> Just a little announcement for you. We start tomorrow. It is Now, if you lose weight, that's great if you want to lose weight, right? Okay, but it is not a diet plan. This is the same as when you prayed to find out how much you should commit to first fruits for the year. You need to ask God what it is that God wants you to give to him. And here's the point. Yes. Fasting resets your attention from your soul and this earthly realm to heaven and God's realm. It's a reset. You want to reset what your affection is going to this year? You deny your flesh. That means that when, when you're getting ready to fast, you're coming up with something that a, a worldly indulgence that you are in, on purpose seeing as a worldly, soulish desire that you're now, it's going to hurt. It, if it doesn't bother you to give it up, that's not a fast. You're not fasting. You're just switching devices. You know, like if you give up, you know, Instagram, but you then go on TikTok, you're just switching <laughs> devices, people. You know, if you give up ice cream, but you eat pie, I don't know what to tell you. Where, where is this? Where is the sacrifice? Here's what we're doing. We're taking the time. And this is what I have found with, with fasting. Whatever, whatever you are willing to give that is sacrificial, God will also multiply this back to you so many times. But here's what I can promise you. I promise you. If you get into this, and you get into the Word with us, and you get into the Word on Sundays, you'll want to come on Wednesdays because you're going to see God begin to unvelop, like just unleash what is already on the inside of you. We've got to put the Word in us, and then you're going to want more of the Word. I mean, Bibles spread everywhere. Thoughts coming about, oh, this is why he did it in the Old Testament, because it was fulfilled in the New Testament, and that's what it looked like. And this is what he did for the disciples. Do you think he would do that for me? And then you get excited about what God has promised for you. 
And so you give your time and your attention and your affection to God and you set aside time just for him, he's waiting for you. He's been waiting for you to come and set time aside for him. And the more time that you give, I got news for you, he doesn't just multiply money, he multiplies time. Amen. Amen. At, at however much you offer him your love, he will multiply love back to you. God is a multiplier, not a taker. And that's a whole other sermon. But I'm just saying, it, this is an opportunity for us to get the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. It doesn't make any sense to your natural senses. It's in giving that you receive. That doesn't make any sense. But it does make sense to God's kingdom. And so when you are sacrificing to spend time with him, not just sacrificing so you can be hungry to prove a point. Other religions do that. You know what it makes them? Skinny. <laughs> That's all it does. You know, they can beat themselves on the back and, and cause themselves harm, saying that it's for their God. Our God doesn't want any of that. He wants our hearts. He wants our attention. He wants our affection, and he wants to reveal himself through his word. And we're going to see in his word how he, how he changed the world through some crazy people that he called by name that obeyed him. And I am one of those crazy people that he called by name, and I live to obey him and do what he asked me to do. This is all he wants from us is to surrender. But this will help you because when you deny the flesh, you're making room for the spirit. And the more you deny your flesh, the more your spirit opens up. And, the, and you know what? Joy comes. Because you know your, your relationship with God is getting more intact. And so I want to talk next week. We're going we're gonna to be talking about fasting. We're going to be talking about some of the principles in the fasting guide. We're going to have a... a, a we're going to have a discussion about that, so I want you to get into it so that we can, we can really see why it is. All throughout the Bible, God asks us to fast and pray. There's a reason for that. And when things happened in the Bible that were extreme, they went to fasting and prayer. So there's so much we can talk about. I just want you to understand, these are foundational truths. These are principles that will last for, for, throughout until Jesus comes for us. Then we get to have the, the dinner with the lamb, and it's going to be awesome, and I'm sure that it will be the best food we ever ate. Until then, we will fast, and we will pray, and we will have to live a fasting lifestyle. Not just this time, but we'll, we'll learn how to fast things to give him honor so we can get more of him. Amen? Amen. Are you guys in on that? Yes. Okay. All right, so Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for these people's testimonies. I thank you that they're willing to give their time and their talent and their testimonies. And Lord, I pray that everybody in this house and under this, this voice today are going to have similar testimonies and even greater because you are watching over your word to perform it and you are who you say you are and you do what you say you do. And so Father, we give you uh, glory and thankfulness and have a grateful heart in advance. And Lord, I thank you that even as they gave in the offering today, I ask for exponential growth of that. And Lord, I just thank you that you are proving yourself in 2023. And Lord, we are determined 
to live differently and to live according to your kingdom principles. And we thank you for the opportunity to do it in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. I love you. Well, we love you. And who do we love the most? Jesus. And who loves us the most? Jesus. And who loves everybody else the most? Jesus. All right, we're going to live kingdom and we're going to affect their lives and bring them to Jesus this year. Amen? Amen. Go love them somebody. Thank you for joining us today at Liberty Life Center. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by today's message. Visit us online at libertylifecenter.org where we have links to other archived messages and even a place to give. Be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash libertylifecenter. We hope you'll join us again next week. In the meantime, embrace, display, and share God's love.